0: Welcome to FFC Top 3, a show where we, your FFC hosts, count things down from three to number one. Thank you for joining us this week. If you have a suggestion for Top 3, as always, be sure to drop us a note in any of the locations that you can contact us. If you want to do smoke signals, I'm sure Blue will see it at some point. But this week, our Top 3 is going to be Top 3 Favorite Missions in Destiny, and the whole Destiny franchise... I. Pulled it all out as one of the easy ones to kind of do to finish off the year with. And joining us this evening, we have Noble Man's Rose with us. Hey. Noble, how are you doing tonight? Pretty great, pretty great. Yeah, so I had the pleasure, well actually Blue and I both had the pleasure of meeting you at GuardianCon this year. So how's your year been since GuardianCon? Um, it's been
1: good. I just finished up my uh, final semester of a community college. Uh, since nice. then so uh, finals are over and so
0: nice. uh, you're ready to t- talk about some destiny
1: oh yeah Absolutely. ready to uh awaken the
0: hive oh boy i feel like that's a bit of a spoiler all right i'm gonna let you go first you're gonna start three down to one just like we normally do so i'm gonna have you go first jay go second and i will finish up as always so what is your number three mission in destiny
1: I'm gonna go with um, the Iron Tomb from Rise of Iron. It's the final mission.
0: Oh, with like Yolder and who else was hanging in there? Do we remember?
2: Uh, Fellwinter, and it was. Um,
0: I just remember Yolder. Gellian.
2: I was. Was it Gellian? Was it? It was. was yeah. it, I think it It was yeah. one of the hunters. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. it was one of the uh, lesser known Iron Wolves, I believe.
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah, because I know that Fellwinter was one and then uh yolder was the one that was painful and mm-hmm. then um yeah i want to say i want to say it was gillian
0: very well could yeah. be that one uh, i just remember having a little bit of trouble just interpreting that one cuz didn't you have to stand in the <laughs> yeah, little pool that one,
2: that one had it was absolute chaos was what that one my that's actually yeah. on my list is uh the iron tomb and it's mostly because just i love how it was just absolute bonkers uh trying to figure out what was going on what we were supposed to be doing and then also being like oh oh like uh
0: yeah yeah killing
1: i think um as far as just i love the gameplay of that final boss fight because it's one of the more complex final missions that we've seen in the game
0: Mm-hmm. as far as like mechanics of what we had to do
1: yeah absolutely yeah
0: yeah i i i can relate like i don't know i i forgot about that mission to be honest i don't think i played that mission more than once or twice though it was not one that i went back and played a ton Mm -hmm. but i don't know it was it was fun it was hard but it was just not my not my jam at the time blue what is your number three
2: my number three is a guardian rises uh, oh the first one very first one yeah without without fail um Like, I just, I love the, I I love the introduction and the presentation that that mission offered. Uh, Because, again, like, as a day one, like, you know, jumping in, seeing it, and it was just like, you know, it just, it kind of set the tone for Destiny for me. Um, uh, And I've always just, I really, really just call back to that, that first opening line of, like, you know, eyes up. Like, you know, and just how it just, you, you hit, the, you have to hit the ground running and you don't have it. I don't know. It just, it just really set the pace for how it would be in that, in that world. Um, mm-hmm. and then you, you know, you read, you read in the lore about different guardians and their first times. And it's like always like, you know, like the drifter is the one that comes to mind immediately. Uh, you know, he, he's resurrected and it's like, go like, you gotta go. And you know, then there's like, there's a few other ones. There's the one with the I think it's the Titan in the EDZ uh, whose ghost has to resurrect her because she's about to be incinerated uh, by the yeah. ship. And I mean, it's, mm-hmm. a liter- it's literally that just that, you know, go like and it's it's just I don't know, like that's a that's a very unique. It's, it's both unique and it's not at the same time, but it's a unique because of the way that they introduce your character into the games um because it's the resurrection process and like all that and I just I don't know to me that's always stuck with me like that that very opening scene has always stuck with me and even more so than Destiny 2's intro I mean Destiny 2's first mission um it's it sets the tone it sets the pace in the same way but it's just it's not as impactful as that very first you know opening line
0: Yeah I it does I I do get a bit of nostalgia I actually Downloaded D1 on my PlayStation because uh, one of my clanmates has never played it, so we're gonna take her through it. And nice, nice. Re- I have to recreate my character essentially yeah, since that's... I started on Xbox. And oh
2: yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I don't even know. Man, I don't even. Did, well, I guess they technically still have the accounts live, right?
0: Yeah, but my account wasn't.
2: I, don't, I had to own, like
0: get rid yeah. of. Yeah, it ported over weird, but. Um, I played through that mission the other day just to be ready for whenever she does get through the first mission because you have to play that one alone.
2: Mm -hmm. Which is another reason I like it, but...
0: Yeah, it just felt really good to kind of walk back in those shoes. And then you see the spider tank and you forget that that spider tank is destroyed in that section when you go through that first time, Mm -hmm. which actually leads me to, um, well... It's on my also-rand. It's not my number three. But uh, my number three is a mission a little bit later than that. And it is when I realized in-game how much bigger our role is going to play Mm. in the story. And it's during the last array.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I love having those tomb ships come out and you have to hold the position while your ghost is f- essentially fixing or like launching the array and you have to hold that position you really have to just control the area it's the first like really control the area mm-hmm. mission you have to do and then after the ghost gets it finished and you've defeated the wizard and everything i i learned more about how, how to dodge in and out of cover on that game or mm-hmm. on that mission and you have the screens pop up at the end and you see all the different planets that yeah, the arrays the thing, have been linked to
2: last array the thing that i remember about last array is first off absolute panic um mm-hmm. because you're right it's like one of the first like you know you got to hold this position. like it's like you didn't really i don't think you ever it wasn't really like hardcore like that but it was the music the crescendo yeah. of the music for the last array because i actually, you know, full disclosure, i actually don't listen to the game's music when i play. i actually have music turned off. um and that was one of the missions that was before i i got into that that, but it was one of the missions that i was like it really struck. They they timed that particular mission, that music score in that mission was just it got like it just was perfect in my mind how they yeah. how they structured the music, the music's rise in that particular one yeah, yeah it's just pins, such a good pins mission. and chat. you were so under leveled the first time you played that like it was i it just there was a lot of panic like there those nights and then like the the sudden like they did a sudden like bum rush into the room and it's just like you're just like oh oh no 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 like uh, all
0: those thrall oh, yeah gosh.
2: it was just like and you turned around and that like i just remember that one was the one where you turn around and they had the suicide shanks
0: Mm-hmm. And it
2: was like, all of a sudden, they spawned behind you, and it was just, oh my gosh. Like, that was, it was just nuts.
0: Yeah. Good, good missions. Like, some of the original D1s are are really nice. hmm But, number two, Noblemans.
1: Alright, I, I couldn't pick between two missions here, um, but for my two, it's a tie between... Looped from D2's base campaign, <laughs> and, um, a very recent mission in the game, an impossible task part two.
0: Impossible task? Which one's that one?
1: Um, it is the, um, quest line we're currently experiencing in the game to help save the uh, greatest titan who ever lived. Oh! Yes. Gotcha. Yep. Um, but, uh, both of these missions, I just, The dialogue is constantly coming at you, you know, comical or encouraging. And I just, I think both of those missions are great examples of, um, the writing, um, just in moment to moment gameplay.
0: What about, I mean, Looped had the comedy moments, but, um, The Impossible Task, what about that one in particular drew you into that one?
1: Um, well, I think, um... Just a lot of these situations that you're in in the quest, and I'll try to keep it vague for those who haven't gotten a chance to play the mission yet. Is just when Saint Fourteen is encouraging you as you fight. He's praising you, commenting on your actions, whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the climax at the or the um the ending of each of those missions finishes with great interaction um between your characters
0: this is true this is very true yes.
1: but i i think looped might come a little bit higher on t- uh more on top just because cade
0: yeah i just like oh my cotton socks <laughs> i mean <laughs> that's the best line in the entire mission
2: the, one, like the a- one in loop that I love is the fact that our guardian looks at our ghost just with, like, a WTF emote. Right. Like, <laughs> e- emote Because he's like – because Kay calls out the fact that our guardian doesn't talk. And then yeah. our guardian, like, literally goes to say something and the ghost is like, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like – there's just like, brief look at the ghost, like, seriously? <laughs>
0: But that's so brilliant it. because you know that's what every player does. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I know, That's why.
2: That's why I love it is because it's, it's- like it's that little tongue in cheek nod to. Mm-hmm. It's like
0: God, seriously?
2: Like,
0: yeah, it's 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 a good moment. There's some really good moments in that the base campaign, specifically with Cade. Mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. You gotta love them. Yes. Blue, what is your number two?
2: My number two is also a tie and it is between Regicide and the Iron Tomb. Um, mostly, again, just, so, like, Regicide is because of the the cinematography that they used. With oh that. my god, it was like, so good. I, I just, I'll be honest, I just don't have an, another, like, impression. When you walk into the throne room and they have the cell moment, where oryx's wings are being formed like there's just nothing like it it, you know you're talking a little bit about like the scope of the last array that's when you realize you're like oh oh (laughs) you're not Mm -hmm. you're not just another like big bat like you know there's that sense of like no this guy knows what he's going to do to you and it's not going to be pretty um and then uh, the Iron Tomb, kind of, we already kind of discussed about it, but like the emotions of the Iron Tomb were just um, because I'm still, I still hold to my head canon that there was something going on between Yolder and Saladin, um, mm. and I'm it, with just you ma- there. it just so makes it just makes it it does it does it does, it does and, and just, it just oh, it man. makes you and then like the whole thing with like the cutscene where you hand her helmet to him afterwards, mm-hmm. like. The emotions that that created were, and they they just played on it, and they never they never called it out. Which is, you know, you can have you can believe either way, but like the subtle nods that I picked up on were just like I'm just like this is this is a story that that has vast impacts, but it's also deeply personal, and the whole situation of what Siva did. And like that culmination of, you know, you, you actually, you see the horror that the iron Lords must have gone through during the SIVA crisis, you know, as their own friends and, you know, their, their close companions turned their brothers and sisters basically turned on them and became their own worst enemies. It's just like the culmination of that particular story. Uh, My, my thoughts towards the entire expansion aside the iron tomb is definitely one of like that, that emotions puts it in a very solid number two spot for me.
0: I like that expansion. but Yeah. uh,
2: Yeah. I, I didn't, but yeah, it was, was that was not, yeah. My dislike for the expansion had nothing to do with the campaign. Like it, I'll just preface it that it was the mechanics of it.
0: Now, my number two is not necessarily a tie, but since you guys said, One of, I mean, Blue said one of them on my list in Regicide because I love the the callback to the very operatic um, Mm -hmm, aspect mm -hmm. of that. I mean, you kind of saw that in the vidoc that they did on it. They showed you like the cinematography of how they pulled um, the darkness being sucked into Oryx. Essentially, is what it looks like. Then it's just a very well orchestrated and that whole not just Regicide, even the raid is really well choreographed from where Oryx pops up on each side and everything like Regicide is definitely going to be, it's one of, it is one of my number twos. The music was brilliant. The choreography of the fight was brilliant there. I, I don't think it was the hardest mission ever Mm because there was plenty of cover, but there were some things you had to kind of watch out for, which was nice, but it's, it's it's up there. It's well, not my number say,
2: one. I would say that the fact that it's not the hardest one is what actually helps put it higher, because it was I don't one know. of the. Well, in my opinion, because it allows you to focus on what's going on a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, th- that's always a delicate balance, right? You know, you see right. a lot of this in Halo. Like Halo Four and Halo Five have this significantly, um, especially Halo Four. I had a, like. They they designed that title or that game to be co-op. So playing mm-hmm. it through single player, it's a punish. It's it's a slog. And right. there's parts of the mission that the the missions are so difficult that you don't have the the mental fortitude to actually pay attention to the the subtle tones. And mm-hmm. those subtle tones are really important to what's going on. So like then all of a sudden you start doing stuff and you're like, why am I doing the oh, okay, we must have missed something. Um, right. And so there is there's a there, there's a very delicate balance and I think that for me at least if you err on the side of let's make the mission a little bit easier than it maybe needs to be but especially for missions that are like hey this is important to what's going on like mm-hmm. regicide regicide was always I, I never consider regicide a difficult mission it's annoying no. at some points but yeah. um but like you know exactly you know what you're doing and why you're doing it and iron tomb is kind of the same way it's but it's a lot more hectic because you don't know really what you're doing but you know why mm-hmm. you're doing it and that's right but that's also the sense of rise of iron was like it's like we know what we need to do but what 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 in the nine hells is that why is that happening you know it right. was kind of confusion all the time um well, i think I those think two reason... both really summarize the the expansions
0: and that was one of the things that I really liked about Taking King and Wrath the Machine, a lesser so. Um, Taking King in particular, what Shay said in, in chat is that it really sets up all the story missions really do a great job of setting up why you're going into the raid and why you mm-hmm. need to go into the raid. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Rise of Iron did that less so because mm-hmm. you don't, you don't have access, the
2: access, raid felt really disconnected from it i i have i've still kind yeah. of did yeah the machine just simply because well first oh, that's off a, king's, it's a oh, it's fall a fun killed, raid king's fall killed me for raids like the glitches oh, in no. just uh no i i can only take teleporting ogres, was ogres was so much like yeah. i can only <laughs> take so many teleporting ogres others. were the worst um but like the story, just, the story the yeah. story of wrath of the machine it was like like, even reading it and watching, you know, other people go through it, it's like, I still am like, okay, it's it's connected, definitely. But, like, mm-hmm. the missions, the campaign missions did seem a little bit like, we're going this direction, and then, oh yeah, by the way, there's a big bad Fallen. And it's right. like, I'm like, okay, there was, like, there is an underlying connection, like, definitely, because that's the whole SIVA thing. But, like, the right. whole campaign was focused on the Iron Lord's. And then you kinda had like the house I don't know, it was a kind of a weird mix for the other me.
0: aspect is you wouldn't have had really too much knowledge of who Axis was. Right,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Prior to reading any of the lore. So it was super disjunct, but it's it's a fun raid. It's still one of my favorite raids to run. The um T V room is annoying and it's the boop room.
2: But Isn't Wrath of the Machine's the one with Blaine the Pain, right?
0: Yeah. That one, I mean, they're they're not that bad. That area is not bad. I learned how to read binary thanks to that raid. But uh, the TV room, I had a raid team who loved to keep me out of the rooms. (laughs) So instead of the boop wall, they would barricade the door by standing in front of the door and not (laughs) let me slide by. (laughs) I'm like, you guys are jerks. Such but... I'll tell you anyway, I oh, man
1: <laughs> Wrath was um one of the first raids that got me really into uh doing Sherpas in Destiny One. I actually beat Wrath before I beat King's Fall and um went back and started learning about the other raids enough to uh bring people through them, so wrath has got a special place in my heart, and uh, I can totally feel for those guys blocking people out of the doors,
0: mhm. 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 Anyway, that brings us to our number one. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's in all in all fairness, the best part of raids oftentimes are the shenanigans that the teams come up with. Boop wall is like the the initiation for a new raider or um even this last raid had something semi like that i'm trying to remember exactly what it was that you had to do that basically set you up to be the fall guy but it's just those funny moments like that that really get stuck in your head so number one noble what is your number one
1: the dark beyond from a d1's base campaign
0: now i wonder why that is
1: um i spent way too many hours in there um Trying to collect my thorn, uh, which is, you know, part of my namesake. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, I've heard We've Awoken the Hive one too many times, but I think that has sort of endeared the mission to me. I just can't help but love it. Nice. Yep. Um, but, uh, one f- funny thing though is I did not get that thorn however many hours I spent in the dark beyond. I didn't get it till a month after they nerfed it. Oh really? Oh no! Oh. <laughs> yep. And then I realized I'm not good with hand cannons.
0: I <sighs> that was not a good hand cannon to learn on. To be honest, like the kick on Thorn for D1 hand cannons. Like I learned how to shoot hand cannons with Last Work, which is also a terrible hand cannon to learn on because yeah, you don't like have to that's actually like a aim. pendulum swing on. <laughs> if you're aiming down yeah. sights yeah but like i yeah it was mm. thorn i I'm to i got one thorn? hand
2: cannon I, re- I learned how to fire on it was neither of those i got thorn though and i loved it like in d1 yeah
0: i used it a few times and then
2: i just felt dirty using it so i put <laughs> it down <laughs> that's why i used it dirty. so as as a uh-huh. hunter as a hunter getting thorn the first iteration of thorn it was, it was like I don't, I don't care how dirty I feel. But I got this stupid thing as a hunter yeah. and I'm gonna use it. I'll be d- if I don't use it after the yeah. pain that I went through to get that.
1: Yeah, because oh, you were my. basically limited to your as well, far you as getting those void you, kills. Right. Yeah, you didn't you, have you didn't right. have a
2: void subclass. And that was the thing, is like so you have Titans who are running uh bubbles. And then you have warlocks running void locks. Well, Nova hunters bomb. hunters had nothing, so we literally had to use weapons. We didn't what have. What was the, the
0: hand cannon that we used? It was one from Dark Below.
2: I didn't use the hand cannon. I used Atheon's Epilogue because I, I think that I thing used was the a hand cannon. That thing was a powerful bullet hose. You just pulled the. Tr- you just held down the trigger, and things died in front of you. Oh my like, gosh. But then I, remember, I know a lot of people used Fatebringer for it too,
1: and I remember I uh, yeah. finished um, that part of the uh, quest, the the final kill on it. I was crouched in a corner on um, shores of time with my uh, <laughs> void <laughs> void fusion rifle. Oh void fusion man. Rifle. man!
2: I was I did I did the same thing on Rusted Lands. I'd I just head out next to the heavy ammo. I'm like. You want to talk about just, like, I probably pissed so many people off in Crucible during that entire process, and it was a long process, like, because, mm-hmm. again, you know, you can't, you can't set up grenades, you can't set up, like, smoke bombs or anything like we can do now, and it, so it was just literally, every time Heavy popped, I was just sitting there, I'm like, come and get it, like, <laughs> it was mm-hmm. just, uh Gosh.
0: Crota's will. That's I think was it, what it oh was Crota's called. will. Yeah, that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, oh, man. thank you guys in
2: chat. Yeah, I was like, is it Crota's will? Will of Crota? Yeah, thank you. Uh, I think it might have been. I don't. I don't remember. But yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I know a lot yeah. of a lot of our guys used Fatebringer for that because it was the wasn't no a
0: Fatebringer arc. I thought Fatebringer, Fatebringer was, a Bringer was arc. Was I it? thought I'm going yeah, mm-hmm. To look
1: it up, maybe they had, a...
0: but.
1: But, um, yes, I think just a very endearing mission to me, um, having gone through it so many times, and, like, pretty much any time you needed to get Hive kills, like, for players who have only played Destiny 2, if you have to Mm -hmm. get Hive kills, you go to Escalation Protocol, the Dark Beyond was kind of the D1 equivalent of that grind.
0: And then, oh my gosh... The the infamous line that everybody can quote and knows that everyone's sad because when it was Dinklebot.
2: That wizard came from a moon?
0: No, not that one. You've awoken the hive. Oh, that one,
2: yeah. Yeah, no, P- Fatebringer was Ark. God, which one was it? There was one that was like Fatebringer, but it was Void. Trying to remember. But like, Yeah, I used Atheon's epilogue just because that thing was just a ridiculous bullet hose.
0: Yeah, it was. But blue. While you're kind of sort of looking at that, I want you to also say your number one. Sir. Payback.
2: Payback was Payback. mine because uh, we get a tank. It was like... It's, oh, it's, yes. Like, I, I'm a sucker for bungee tanks. Like, did it in Halo. Like, all their vehicles have always been an absolute blast to play in. Um and the Drake tank is no different it's one of the best things ever when I'm running strikes and you hit the um, inverted spire that gives you a tank uh, that is the mm-hmm. funnest thing I'm I'm the person who will be sitting in the corner trying to figure out how to get the tank across the gap um, I have
0: how do you feel about the first mission on the moon then with the tank
2: uh, I died of happiness not gonna lie mm-hmm. I did not leave the first area for a long time again because I was trying to figure out how to get the tank across um, <laughs> like it's just it's something like I don't know like playing growing up playing Halo with it. It was like we always were the ones that kind of figured out oh hey if you shoot the wing off the, the Banshee you can get it through and like there's there were always ways to like cheese the vehicles through the levels um mm-hmm. and so like i remember when i was running the strike the first time and the drake tank dropped i was like what and you get at it and you go and it's like it's uh the whole battlefield area and then you get to the point where they have the man cannons to launch you over to the the term uh, the terminal and i remember mm-hmm. i sat there for a good like five ten minutes and i'm sitting there i'm like because vehicles don't activate the cannons so you like you drive into it and it doesn't do anything and I'm like no no I'm going to get this tank across and I I wasn't oh able gosh. to do it but I was like there was there was a lot of eh, 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 Austin powering maybe. through into it things maybe yeah and you know, I was maybe. doing I was doing artillery yeah. strikes across the across the way for the fire team that was there. <laughs> gosh. Oh, yeah. Lux. Lux is. Yeah. I mean, because yeah, in Halo, they gave you they gave you medals if you could get vehicles in certain areas. Like if they they rewarded. Oh, oh, yeah. They rewarded you for being like, no, I remember I think it was I want to say it's the scar. Yeah. Scarab Cannon. There was I want to say it was Halo 2. It might have been Halo, but there is a particular point where you can get the Banshee literally through the entire thing and it's not designed to do that. And the requirement is you have to shoot the wings off of it. So you shoot the wing. How do ca- you
0: fly it if there's no wings? It's
2: really difficult. But you're also in a hallway, so there's not a lot of flying as much as there's literally forcing your way down this hallway, Scooching?
0: Yeah, it's you're just it's, scooching a lot, it's a lot. It's a lot of
2: floor ee- like a dog, uh-huh. like the entire dog. Die- but you have all the guns and it's like and you just run things over it's so much oh fun it's so much fun and then there's like the play, like you can turn the ghost sideways and just like slam through things um there's the scorpion tanks that you can you can uh literally austin powers your way up a wall uh to because they'll they'll put like barriers they're like no tanks allowed past this point never and like without fail someone's like halfway over flips the tank over the barrier and rolls over it or so you know like there's always just something going on Mm -hmm. uh it's i just that was like one of our favorite parts was just shenanigans we could get up with with vehicles so when they did that in destiny 2 with the drake tank I was like, "Oh yes!" And then Cade's response to us getting a tank was just, "There was just the cherry on top." Was How did us
0: getting a tank?
2: How's wait? Special? What do you mean special? How special? I'm giving to a tank. What? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yes.
1: Oh, gosh. One of my favorite so- things uh, back in the old uh, Halo days, um, going into Forge with my friends. And mm-hmm. we just try to put the vehicles in like come up with game modes with the vehicles. We love this one. We had the big scorpion tank on an island in the middle. Mm-hmm. Everybody else were in the mongoose, like oh, yeah, motorbikes. Yeah. Oh
2: gosh, yeah. yeah trying you, to run
1: the, the relay.
2: There's some there's some amazing like tank uh tank skeet is really fun. <laughs> yes. That was that's one where you have the gravity turned off and you can shoot the tanks up in the air. And then you it's basically skeet it's skeet shooting with scorpion tanks. It's hilarious. Like there's just there's so much
0: I'm so bad with vehicles. Like driving is not my
2: thing. Which is just like it always like every time something in a video game goes back to a tank, all I can hear is caboose. In Red versus Blue, why are there six pedals if there's only four directions? Like it's just like I'm like oh. (laughs) Now that you've mastered the driving, the scorpion tank. No, no, go back, go back, nice tank lady. (sighs) Driving, Uh, driving, 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 driving.
0: Not my favorite, but I have no way to segue to my number one, (laughs) so I'm just gonna go there. You're welcome. Um, (laughs) I know it's just like vehicle segue. I have no vehicle segue for this mission. <laughs> fum, fum. No, the actual vehicle segue. Yeah, the actual vehicle. Yeah.
2: Boom um,
0: boom. <laughs> my favorite mission of all of them, out of every single one of them I've ever done, is probably one I'm going to get a little bit of flack for, but it's for Last Call. Last Call is the most emotional roller coaster. And semi terrifying mission for me because you, it's the A, it's one of the longest missions you can do, which kind of stinks whenever you're doing dailies and you're just trying to get through it real quick. But last call where you, you see Petra Venge and Cade and you do the very first mission alongside another guardian that is not a player character. It's an NPC and then Cade dying in the cutscenes at the Mm. end. So Mm. it's the, it's a pretty, Intense moment, obviously at the end, but it's it's one of the best tear jerkers. Like there's some really great funny moments in there. When you see Cage flying down on the wrecking ball, <laughs> the essentially salute. of
2: the salute and the wtf that comes out of pet right it's the
0: best right yeah so it's oh my gosh it's one of my favorite missions of all time just because there's great highs and great lows on it and it's just it's just fun it's fun to hang out with cade and i wish we could have done more of it but
2: have you seen yeah, last the uh, the voiceover that they did for that that cutscene with shacks from the crucible
0: no, I've seen the Wrecking Ball yeah, the wrecking version has burned was. in my brain. Um,
2: not a no, fan of Miles stars. <laughs> that really Grew funny, Grew up watching too. Hannah Montana. Uh, oh, my god. No, there's one where they took the whole cutscene and they spliced mm-hmm. in all the shout-outs that Shaxx does during the Crucible. And it's like, double down, triple down. It's just like, oh, my gosh. I'll have to see if I can dig it up again. It's really funny. Nice. Thank yeah. you, Jill Shar.
0: Mm-hmm. Alright, guys. I think it's time to do also rans. And I before we'll do that, and then I do want to do like the most hated mission, just like as a counterpoint to everything, because I just want to say my which mission I hated because I never finished the stupid thing. But any also rans from you guys. Uh
2: for me it's the Night Stalker's Trail and a Stormcaller's Path. Uh, okay. Which were there were more quests than missions which is why i didn't have them listed but like the the recovering or the acquiring i guess of those subclasses was really cool like with the hunter just because it it really introduced you to the figure of tevis um and the stormcaller one is just really cool just because from a presentation standpoint it was really well done um like it just really bottling the arc was really a really cool like process oh yeah yeah
0: what about you nobleman
1: um for uh also's or hated for also's um put me on the spot um i think nothing left to say from the end of forsaken is another big one for me just i i can't get over that final cutscene and the giant meatball
0: yeah Eating Aldrin at the end.
1: Oh yes, absolutely. Um, I just I love the the direction that that mission has started to take the story, mm-hmm. especially with a certain dawning ship
0: that mm-hmm. came out this year. Hmm. I do like that ship. Yeah. Uh, my also rans are the very very end of first. Well, I call it the very end of Forsaken. It's when we first go into the Dreaming City and you get the dialogue from Petra about all the extra stuff about the awoken and not necessarily because well, there's two reasons I like that one because of Toland because you get to hear Toland again and for being able to get all the extra dialogue from Petra herself, which is nice because it feels like you're actually having a conversation with them rather than just do this. Okay, great. Go do this. But, uh, that one and then I'm going to do a callback. Callback all the way to blues number. I think it was your number three, and crisis. it. Mm-hmm. I'm because mine is not that one. It's the inverse of that. It's the risk runner quest because you go back and you're the one fighting off the tank prior to the tank being there in the EDZ. Now I say it prior, and I know this is slightly spin foil, but this is my head that we go back to the EDZ and risk runner mission before. Any of the events of Siva, any of the events of um, our guardian being risen, and we're the ones who take out the tank that sits there in the middle of the um, EDZ or not EDZ um, cosmodrome in that very first area. Not it's not confirmed at all, but because if you go around that map, there's no hole in the wall to go to the other side from where the devil splicers cut through. Everything's like back to being pristine again. So it kind of feels like a a nice little callback to something we had before. But most hated nobleman.
1: Um, mine is also a strike. Um, will of the thousands. Zol, <laughs> <laughs> and not because it's a bad mission or anything. Like not because I hate the mission, but when I was running through Warmind. I was in a three man fire team and Zol got one phased. It was just very anticlimactic for me. I think they could have I was really hoping that this god of darkness was gonna be a fight on level with something like um the final Rise of Iron mission.
0: Yeah. I mean who says that's actually Zol.
2: Um, I was about to say Tolan makes fun of us because we think it's Zol. Yeah, you think you killed a god? Ha! I mean, that's because it's it is kind of called out that Zol kind of played everybody for that.
1: <clears throat> I'm gonna have to do some research on a uh, Toland later because that is very insightful and mm-hmm. um yeah that that that's actually hilarious that we think we killed Zol, but mm-hmm. I guess that definitely fits into stuff like the Whisper mission later
2: right right and that's also it also is an in-game explanation of exactly why what you just said why that mission was that paled in difficulty compared to you know oryx like oryx got a full raid and this is we're talking about an actual god in the, right. in the scope of things so yeah there was there's there's a lot to and it's also a worm god so there's a lot of doubt on that one
0: blue what's your most hated mission
2: uh, it's not a mission uh, as much as it's a uh, just a component, a mechanic, and I've, I've spoken about this, but it's the Forsaking uh, campaign. Um, I don't like how our characters were forced into making a decision. Uh, uh. And it just felt like it kind of turned me off because I was like, I get it, I understand it, and I know that a lot of people agree with it, but, you know, again, if you're going to make us... If you're going to make a moral component of a story, then you have to give the illusion of options, it seems, or to, in my opinion, you do. Otherwise, it just it crosses into, okay, you're going to run to point A, and it doesn't matter why, you're just running to point A. Which is what the entirety of Forsaken was basically reduced to in my brain when I was playing it, was... Mm-hmm. I don't agree with any of this. I don't want to do this. And everyone's like, oh, you shouldn't do this. I'm like, yeah, we shouldn't do this, but I have to because the God in the sky says I have to go to point A. Um, You know, I didn't. Uh, I don't know. That's that's my personal thing. Um, Not that I'm and it's like weird. It's like I, I don't have a problem necessarily with what was done. It was the way that it was done that I kind of am like I'm like I just I don't like that whole thing cuz all all the way up until then it's like you play your guardian the way you want to do it and blah 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 and you know as a person who solo queues quite a bit I I kind of call BS on that because it's very anti you have to play it the way that it's designed um which is fine that's a game it's a game but but the whole presenting of no we want you to play it the way you want to play it is definitely not the case Um, Mm -hmm. And forsaking kind of was the culmination of that sense for me, at least from the from the story perspective, because basically it forced our guardian into being this this vengeful character that like in my head canon, my guardian is not. So there was just that component. But again, it wasn't it wasn't it's not a mission. It's like an overarching component of a story chapter. Yeah. And I understand I'm that sorry. is not uh, a popular yeah. opinion. I I get that. Yeah, Believe oh, I me, I am fully and aware of that. I got booed at GuardianCon for that presentation of my thoughts. But.
0: It, and that's, and that's, it's your thoughts. And that's, we've talked about this uh, quite a few times on the show. It's just, I get it. I get how frustrating it is. I don't, I know the lack of choice is something that really bugs a few people, you included. And. It's hard. I get that they kind of sort of needed to do that in some mm-hmm. ways.
2: Yeah. I think it was, but, was it Tej that we were talking about when we were talking about like yeah. how they, how there was, there was, there's the way there's like a couple ways you could have in, in my mind, there would be a couple ways you could retroactively kind of recondition that because they did leave it open to interpretation at the end. Like, and that's, that's the one part that I'm like, okay, I, I acknowledge that they did that and I actually appreciate that um and like you know if if you wanted to take it a step further there was there's a couple like really nice little ways you could do that but um but i mean it is what it is it's it's their game it's fine i don't i'm not gonna i'm obviously i still play it when i can (laughs) so it's not like it not like i don't want to touch it anymore i'm like no it's just my opinion
0: yeah so my most hated mission i is the touch of malice finale mission with the
2: which one was that?
0: The it's the one where you're in the circular room oh, and the gas is no. filling up. Oh
2: God, I hate I that. I
0: hated, I hated that mission so I much. Tried to I solo tried. That. Yeah. I yeah I did too, and none of my fire team from the raid would help me get mm-hmm. it because they all had it and they wanted me to do it on my own and i just could not finish it and it's just i i it made me so angry i was like i don't care if i never get that gun i'm never gonna run that point in the raid
2: yeah so no, that oh, that's one of the ones i tricked santiago into jumping into it i was like hey you're online come in here real quick
0: <laughs> oh jeez, yeah because it was having... it was like
2: the final end of Destiny Two. It's like I just needed an extra person. Like I didn't. They didn't. I was like just stand there and distract them. <laughs> like don't yeah. need, I don't need your like firepower. I just need a little bit of the heat taken off. Right. I feel right. like that
1: was one of the missions that being a defender main was definitely a little bit easier for mm-hmm. me.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, yeah, you, you had the you had the. The extra oomph on ability to take damage. As a hunter main, that was definitely not the easy thing.
0: No. God, it was so hard. It was so, so hard. Anyway, I was also not a very good player back then. I have come leaps and bounds since then. But that, unless you guys have anything else you guys want to add to our list this time, we kind of made it a little bit longer. I think that's an appropriate thing to do at the end the, uh, end of the year. Mm-hmm. kind of take note so unless you guys have anything else you guys want to do i think i'm gonna wrap this up
1: i think we're good no right. all right i'm i'm all right all right all right
0: all right all right all right well thank you guys for joining us again for top three we will see you in 2020 and hello future people remember everybody loves a list
2: gonna sign off like
0: i i'm gonna sign off i'm just gonna do it a different way i don't always have to do it the same way and you better keep this in it's like Uh, go on green do it i got it i got it